You're listening to a bonus episode of She Time Podcast with Alexandra Sampson. Hey guys, welcome to She Time. I'm your host, Alexandra Sampson, self-care advocate and founder of the She First Project. And I am delighted that you're joining me and other women around the globe for today's episode. In lieu of another interview today, I am doing a cross-promotion with Thick Roots Podcast. Sydney and Jade, the women of Thick Roots, had me on their podcast earlier this year to talk about self-care. I thought it was a great interview that highlights aspects of my personal self-care journey and why I started the She First Project and wanted to share it with you as a bonus episode for She Time. I had a lot of fun chatting with Jade and Sydney, and it was certainly a nice change of pace to be able to sit in the guest seat. Head over to the show notes for today's episode for links to the Thick Roots podcast in their social media profile. Now, without further ado, let's tune into the interview. Okay, guys, so today we have a special guest with us. And um, just to give you a little bit of background, we actually met our guest husband when we were doing a quarterly meeting for Thick Roots at our favorite coffee shop. Mugs in South Charlotte. Yes. And it was amazing because he just overheard us and said, it sounds like y'all are talking about issues related to sisterhood yes. and, you know, women's empowerment, fem empowerment, and um, and uh, connecting more of a community here in right. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And he just came up to us with his two kids and said, you know, I actually just moved here with my wife and kids from D.C., which I, Jade, also um, recently moved to North Carolina from D.C., so I can relate to that kind of adjustment as well. Um, And he's like, you know, it just sounds like what y'all are talking about, pardon my eavesdropping, but, (laughs) you know, it just sounds so in line (laughs) with what my wife is passionate about, and I'd really love to connect you. And we're all about connecting black women, so it was right on par. Mm -hmm. That's serendipitous right there, synchronicity at work. And so, of course, we're happy to lift up any and all black female entrepreneurs or sorry, black femme entrepreneurs right. doing big things, especially here in Charlotte. So and we're just really excited and proud to bring on Alexandra Sampson, a.k.a. Alex, who is the founder of the She First Project, which, according to the website, is an initiative empowering women to prioritize self-care. So, uh, hi, yeah, Alex. Hey, <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Hello, hello. Thank you, ladies, um, for having me on the show. Yes, we're so excited to have you on. And um, as we previously stated, we originally met your husband um, at Mugs. And he told us, you know, oh, we got to get you connected with my wife. And she, you know, might be interested in podcasting. And she's got this organization that's all about women's self-care. And uh, we were just so excited to um, kind of continue building that network. And then he, you know, handed us a card and he was like, yeah, and I'm the creator and producer of the Black DC Film Festival, which we're positive that you had a hand in. Um, And in a world where women can sometimes be perceived as an accessory to a man's accomplishment, you also create like created the space and the time to carve out your own brand emphasizing the importance of self-care in the midst of being a wife a lawyer Mm -hmm. and a mother of two Mm -hmm. so we would love to get to know you um and allow our listeners to get to know you and how you accomplish that 
That's such a great question. I, I think sometimes I sit back and wonder the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how am I such a superwoman? But, yeah. Um, you know, I would say, as I think about that, I think there are two um, probably key components that have, have kind of allowed Kevin and I to be able to um, kind of both manage to go after and pursue our, our dreams mm-hmm. and the things that we're passionate about. And I would say that they're, um, those things are perseverance and support. Um, mm-hmm. And I think speaking from my perspective, um, certainly being a wife <laughs> and having a career and having kids, um, I've found one of the biggest things for me has been to really per- to persevere through to want to continue to go after my dreams because um, at times it has been easy to say, oh, there's a lot going on. And it would just be easier if I just kind of stepped back, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, fell back for a little bit and let Kevin, you know, kind of pursue his dreams and for me to be able to be able to manage those other roles more effectively. Um, but I think what I've realized over the years is that doing that um, does a disservice to me. Um, right. I think mm-hmm. when women are in that position as well, that, you know, that a little part of you is just not being fulfilled. And it right. doesn't really allow you to be your best self for the people that you are, you know, that you're making those sacrifices for. And so I've found that I've had to kind of, you know, kind of quiet those voices that say, oh, you're doing too much. Or um, or you really shouldn't be doing that. You should make sure that you're taking care of your home. Um, or, you know, all the mm-hmm. other things that come up that create doubt and say, you know what, but this is something I'm really passionate about. I'm going to, I'm going to push through. And it doesn't mean that I <laughs> right. get to do it at the level that I might want to all the time, but at least I'm continuing to take steps forward and I'm not letting it, you know, die or sit, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, so I would say perseverance is a big thing. And I would say the other thing is support. Kevin has been, um, an amazing supporter of, of my um, dreams and initiatives. And he's a really passionate person. He's very creative mm-hmm. and he's always been really driven to accomplish um, the things that he set out to do. And he's always been really great about not letting me let my dreams die. So at times where I've been like, mm-hmm. you know, it just doesn't seem like this is the time to do it. You know, he's the first person to say, no, let's sit down and figure out how we can do it. Right. Um, you know, yeah. So he's, he's, I think that's been such a critical component of it as well as to be able to have his support mm-hmm. um, and having him behind me to push me at times where I just didn't feel like doing, you know, doing, mm-hmm. doing things. So um, I would say those are probably the two biggest things. I literally told Jade, like, when we first got to the coffee shop and we sat down, I said, look at that black dad. Got his kids out here coloring while he's getting some work done. (laughs) Letting mom have a moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true partnership. Yeah, we were just admiring that um, before we even had an opportunity to meet him. So it was kind of, it was definitely serendipitous. And we um, could feel that energy instantly. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. And I really appreciate that, even personally you know having a husband of my own for almost four years now just having someone like you Alex to model you know um carving out space for not only being a supportive partner but um taking that support from your partner as well in order to you not let your dreams die and to continue to 
rather than sort of going through the motions, continue to pursue your passions. So thank you for that. You know, it's um, in founding Schieffer's project, it seems like you know, you're really doing something big here. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I wish I could um, take, <laughs> take credit for that, but I think it's, it's been a, definitely a learning process and we've kind of, you know, stumbled along the way to kind of to get into a groove. And I won't even say that now that it's even necessarily perfect, but mm-hmm. I think as we continue to move through life and um, particularly being married, that we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we do this so that we both win, you know, mm-hmm. that we both mm-hmm. get um, the things that we want out of life and that, um, you know, you don't, I mean, I think there are um, choices that you have to make in being married or having other obligations, you know, and it's not mm-hmm. just marriage, it may be, you know, family members or, you know, other things, but um, finding a way to say, but even in light of all those things that we can still find a way to help each other to, to you know, continue to pursue the things that we're passionate about. So absolutely. Um, I'm glad that our Stumble <laughs> started leading to a place where it can be, a, you know, hopefully, an inspiration to others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, awesome. so what was the impetus for starting Schieffer's project? Like, what would you say is the overall mission? Um, so, the mission of the Schieffer's project is to help women around the globe, that we're dreaming big, um, to nix self-sacrifice and to prioritize self-care. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really born out of my own struggle with practicing self-care. And, um, you know, I, I sometimes hate telling the story because I feel like it sounds a little bit, um, I don't know, almost textbook or, so, or something where, you know, I, I usually say, you know, hey, I woke up one day and I was like, who am I? Yeah, <laughs> but that, that really happened. Like, Been there. Yeah. And I've heard it before and it almost sounds like, really? You woke up one day and you're like, who are you? But literally, I woke up one morning after going through kind of the same routine and I was like, what am I doing with my life? And um, just kind of feeling like I'd become defined by and my kind of mode of operation was um, kind of motivated by the different roles and titles that I had acquired over the years. So mm-hmm. it was about work. It had become about my husband. It had become about my kids. And I had re- I realized, like, well, what am I doing that's genuinely just for me? That's because I care about it or because I'm motivated by it or just because it helps to nourish me as a woman And I was like lost (laughs) for words or thought. And um, the crazy thing is that I I started to think, well, I'm just not managing my life well. Like I I have to figure out, I need to plan better. I got to get some processes into place. Like I was trying to figure it out. Um, And I'm a pretty private person generally by nature. So Mm -hmm. um, I started to talk to other women. If I start asking other women and getting open about stuff, then you know, like, okay, she must really be going through something. And so (laughs) I started to ask other women and start to talk to them. And they were, I kind of heard like the me too stories, like, oh yeah, me too, you know? And it was almost as if, you know, this is just kind of what comes with the territory of this stage of life. but I, as I started to read more and as I asked more questions and I started to talk to more women who um, made their life work 
about coaching other women and practicing self-care, I realized that, you know, I don't have to be in this place where, okay, in this season where my children are young and I, you know, am growing in my career that I have to put myself on the back burner that I can actually practice self-care mm-hmm. um, and decided that, okay, I want to find that and, and get into that group for myself. But hey, you know, I've talked to so many women who are in the same boat. You know, it would be great if there was a forum for other women to be able to join me on this right. journey and Absolutely. Um, to be able to accomplish the same for their lives. And so that kind of was the impetus for the She First project. And um, I launched it in D.C. when we lived there at that time. And okay. I just started it out with an articles club. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of our kind of flagship offerings that we still do. And I see them now that we're here in Charlotte where we meet quarterly and we pick a topic that's um, related to self-care and we read articles because, you know, we're all busy. <laughs> Sometimes a book right. club, you know, you don't really get through the book, <laughs> right. but the articles are short. And um, I also bring in a guest or a co-facilitator that's a professional mm-hmm in the field or whatever we're talking about. Cause I am not a therapist, you know, I don't right. claim to be, you know, a counselor, but I, I want to link women to those types those of resources. professional resources. Absolutely. And so we bring in someone local who can, um, can share in the dialogue for that article club and hopefully be a resource to the women after the meeting. And it's been, um, a great way to kind of get this initiative going, um, Excellent. As well. That's a really nice collaborative way of um, implementing self-care. I, mm-hmm. I like that. It's kind of pairing community with resources, which is really what we need to right. be able to move forward and grow. Exactly. Yeah. And, and in talking yes. about yes. kind of that founder story, I remember I read on your website, um, I think possibly your initial blog post about founding She First. And in there, I saw that you talked about... Um, kind of what you're saying going through the motions and uh, what stuck about what stuck out to me was what stuck out to me was when you said that you weren't living on purpose and so what would you how do you see living on purpose like in practice I would say that um living on purpose is is really I guess it was defined by what it's not which is is not um, accepting the hand dealt to you. You know, mm-hmm. um, as I started out, I kind of said, you know, I had that that moment where I woke up and I was like, well, who am I? You know, I think sometimes women ask questions like, how did I get here? You know, and, and those types of questions. And I think that those questions are born out of uh, living life, just letting, going with the flow. Um, and life can be really overwhelming. And if we just kind of move based on, um, the priorities that are given to us or the responsibilities that we have, if, um, if we just let the current of life dictate how we move, mm-hmm. then I think we find ourselves eventually in a place like, how did I get here? It's kind of like if you're in a boat in mm-hmm. the ocean and if you just, if you're not paddling in a direction, you'll just find yourself somewhere in the middle of the ocean. And um, I think it's the same way with not living on purpose that we sometimes are not defining life for ourselves based on our own personal needs Mm. but we're letting those around us define define life for us and um i think living on purpose is really taking a moment to stop because as women i think generally we can be really busy um taking a moment to stop and um to to have the space to figure out 
you know, what is it that I should be doing? What are the right. things that mm-hmm. um, fulfill me? What are the things that I believe that I'm, you know, called to do? Or even if it's just self-care, what are the things that bring me joy? What are the things that bring me peace? Um, and taking a moment to, to figure out those things and to, mm-hmm. to live life based on the priorities or the values that we've set for ourselves. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, how does it begin where you got away from it and now, you know, you're kind of in a process of moving back toward that self-care? What does that look like on a daily basis, especially with so much to juggle in the meantime? I mean, the situation hasn't changed. So how has your mindset yeah, changed yeah. and how do you inspire or encourage other women to take those steps? Um, well, I would say what was um, instrumental for me was uh, taking a moment to to figure out what were the things that have been important to me that I, I've let go. Um, so, for example, um, I'm a big fitness person. Like, um, I teach group fitness classes okay. um, as a just hobby on the side, and um you know, I'd kind of let go of some of those things that were really important to me at times. And um, as with most women, if my day, looking at my schedule, if the gym was on the list, but there were other higher priority things or seemingly higher priority, the gym was the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. And so I made a commitment to figuring out what are the things that are really important to me and how can I make sure that I maintain them. So now one of the things that I practice is um, almost every morning, usually about five, Days a week, I get up and I go to the gym. Um, wow. It's the first thing that I do and um, well, one of the first things I do. But it's something that was important to me that I had let go and I found by putting that back into my morning routine and really making it something that I hold on to that it just, for some reason, it just sets my day right you know like um, it doesn't mean the day's not crazy but for some reason having that time to myself in the morning to run and a lot of times when I'm on the treadmill if I'm running or the elliptical whatever form of cardio that I'm doing that day I use that time to meditate I use that time to pray I Mm. use that time to read um you know that's that time for myself um and that's been a big big thing for me um I think in general, having and establishing a morning routine has been key as well, um, where I kind of know, okay, each morning, this is how my day begins. And having that consistency has been helpful um, as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm still refining that routine some Mm -hmm. um, because I'm trying to practice. One thing I'm trying to incorporate more is more meditation. And so just being still which is right. hard for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I'm, you know, refining that, but I, I'm incorporating something that allows me to have that consistency on a, um, on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, one of the resources that I've added in is um, self-care coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have a, a friend and um, that I've known for a number of years. She's in the DC area. Um, and she has a um, coaching practice. And um, she offers, you know, um, kind of group courses and also one-on-one coaching that have been really valuable to me in terms of helping me to go and think a little bit deeper 
on self-care related topics and on things that you probably wouldn't associate with self-care, like perfectionism and mm-hmm. how to overcome and work through the, those things. Um, loving yourself, you know, and just yeah. a number of other topics that are really great reminders. So those have been some of the things that have been helpful to me um, as I continue on my you know, self-care journey. So in identifying that self-care is a journey and especially um, in the black community because we're taught that we're just like capable of pushing through anything. And mm-hmm. now we're having to like come back to a place where we understand that we're not able to um, project that light outward if, if we're not whole on the inside. Um, how are you passing this like this newfound information along to your children how are you teaching them to value self-care well one of the ways that i'm doing it is through uh modeling it right especially for my daughter because um i'll tell you my mom who i think is amazing and i've always looked at her as superwoman Mm -hmm. uh she worked so hard and she made it look effortless you know she would work full-time and she would come home she would cook the house was spotless she was involved in the community and she did all these things in it uh I think for me it set this really high bar and so when I came to have my own family that was the example that I remembered Hmm. and so I a part of I think what made the self-care process a little bit challenging for me was that I remember when my mom did it and it looked so easy, you know, mm-hmm. why am I struggling? Yeah. And I, I wish, and I, I learned now we've had conversations in adulthood, but I wish growing up that I knew that it might've looked easy, but it wasn't, you know, right. that there were days exactly. where she also was like, you know, I'm struggling here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm open with my daughter who's five that, Hey, you know, today, mommy's having a rough day today, That's you know, awesome. and I, you know, to let her know that it's, it's not easy or, um, I, you know, intentionally take time for myself. And sometimes she wants to come along and I say, you know, this is actually mommy's time. Mommy needs a little me time, you know, mm-hmm. a little time to herself. And I think it's important for her to see me doing those things mm-hmm. so that Establish she knows, oh, okay, you know, she sees that it's, it's okay, mommy, mommy has to take time right. away, you know, that, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And hopefully when she becomes, you know, a woman and, um, you know, be- even before she's married, I hope that she will get into the practice of taking time away from life to just connect with herself and right. still know that that's important absolutely oh yes exactly especially when it comes to like the myth of like the strong black woman it's so important that in yes. seeing that strength that our mothers carry it it there's also this element of um self-care being a requirement and not a luxury because in order for me to um, walk with such strength, I have to make sure that I'm taken care of as well. And so, you know, kind of pulling back that curtain and, and allowing our children and our spouses and our families to see um, that vulnerability and that need for peace and for downtime or mm-hmm. even for fun is extremely telling. And um, I think that it's contagious. Um, so I, I can really appreciate that, but in terms of your son, cause I know that you have a daughter and you have a son as well. Um, what is it like, um, teaching 
your son to incorporate self-care in a society that kind of forces him to navigate the social construct of masculinity, especially as a young black man. Mm -hmm. Um, How Mm -hmm. are you navigating that? You know, that's a a good question. And I will admit uh, at the outset that I am probably more intentional about helping my daughter to practice self-care than I am with my son because as a woman, you know, I kind of know, okay, she's, she's likely to have the, the nurturer gene, you know, less likely to to do that. But I would say with my son, the way I teach him to practice self-care is helping him to learn to be in touch with his emotions Mm. because I think emotional intelligence and, um, being aware, yes, aware of your emotions is really important. I, I believe for men and especially for black men that there's this emphasis on being tough and strong. And um, and I think those things are important, but I, I think what gets lost in that messaging sometimes is that it's okay to be in touch with your feelings and to express them. Right. And so um, he's three. So I think the concept <laughs> of him expressing his emotions is kind of a big one for right, him at absolutely. this age. But I do still emphasize, you know, hey, wh- what are you feeling? You know, especially when he's in those moments where he's wanting to throw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, let's, <laughs> let's pull it in. And, but it's, it's asking him those questions. Well, what are you feeling? And helping him to hopefully start to process it, to, to ask himself, okay, yeah, what am I feeling? Am I right. angry? Am I mm-hmm. sad? And knowing that it's okay to express that, um, that he doesn't have to hold those those things in mm-hmm. um and I, I would say that that's probably the biggest way that i've started to help him to 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 practice self-care or even to acknowledge the in, the importance of self-care for any partners that he'll have you know mm-hmm. when he's an adult being right. able to understand that those things are necessary um for the relationship that you have with yourself and also for the relationship that you have with um, friends or partners or anything like that, because that's a way in which you can support someone is making sure that they're taking time for their self care, mm-hmm. um, and that you're allowing them that space. So, um, yeah, it's asking yourself those questions right. and learning to, as you're saying, you know, model mommy and start to ask other people, you know, what are you feeling, and start to assess, you know, okay, how can I then respond appropriately appropriately to that? So that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think. Um, having an open conversation with your kids about these issues of where you're at and kind of checking in on, mm-hmm. as a family is important because, I mean, I even remember as a child um, seeing my mom struggle as a single mom and and coming in on her um, one one day, she was just like, you know, crying in the shower one day. And, and that's like, that's like a memory that sticks out to me so powerfully because it was mm. like that first moment that I was shocked to see her just not have it all together all the time mm-hmm. um, and right. realize, wow, she does have this pain. I know what crying looks like and I can understand like, oh, she's experiencing pain. I don't understand why. I know that she loves me. I know that she's you know happy to have us as her family, but what it is this? It gives an element you know? of humanity yes. um, to, mo- like, to motherhood from the aspect of, of um, being a child because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you have to take care of yourself in addition to taking care of me. Right. So. And I sometimes right. cry and you comfort right. me. And so, oh, I can start to understand that, like, oh, maybe there are things I don't understand 
about your life that's separate mm-hmm. from me that, you know, where, oh, I want to be here for you and I want to give you a hug and tell you I love you. And so, you know, I think that's a big part of maturity and that emotional intelligence you were talking about that's just seems like, you know, hopefully once um, I become a mother, I'll be able to also be very intentional about modeling. Yeah. And I'll say that um, Kevin also does a really great job of, I think, modeling self-care as well, because um, he also lets the kids know that, hey, daddy's going to, you know, get some time to to himself, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. that that is also a good model, particularly for um, for our son as well. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, especially having that daddy time like mm-hmm. we saw at the yeah, cafe. I that was that so, so cute. Much. <laughs> they were so cute together. <laughs> they were coloring so well away yeah. and so well behaved. Just adorable mm-hmm. chocolate babies. <laughs> <laughs> really, like, as Lily walked in, we were like, look at those cute little chocolate babies. <laughs> and then <laughs> Matthew came up to us. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, yes. hello. There's black people in mugs. <laughs> <laughs> right? we're so excited to have you um in charlotte and we're really big on expressing the fact that self-care it doesn't just look like silent meditation Mm -hmm. or like a salt bath or um you know (laughs) quiet so Mm -hmm. what are some of your i would say surprising or like least typical forms of self-care for us, mm. it's like concerts or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's definitely live yeah. music, you know, playing games, going out in nature. But yeah, everyone has kind of their own little secret getaway or, or even inner space for themselves that's replenishing. So just curious. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you one big self-care thing that I did, which is actually moving to Charlotte. because oh, okay. Um, oh. Which is not maybe a, a part of a routine, but um, it was something that I identified as a part of what I needed and uh, was so thankful that Kevin was supportive of this. But I had an opportunity to um, to take a, a new position with a company here that um, has an office here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And um, although still in line with what I do um, or had been doing in the D.C. area, it was a lot less stressful Mm -hmm. um but certainly moving my family from the dc area to charlotte was a big decision uh, especially since so much of kevin's work was at that time and it still is in the dc area um but you know certainly identified that this was a a change that would be beneficial to me from a self-care perspective and was happy that you know kevin was supportive of it and um, I think sometimes we, I, I, I say that to say that I think in many times self-care can involve, you know, things that are difficult or, you know, um, in many ways. And I think that move was uh, maybe a difficult decision to make. You know, we're thrilled about it you know, at this point, mm-hmm. but certainly it was a, a big one. Um, I would also say that um, I think another thing about, at least with self-care that I'm experiencing is that, as you alluded to, that it's not always kind of the luxurious things that we right. might think of, like mm-hmm. the spa day or, mm-hmm. you know, a salt bath or what have you. But sometimes it's going deep to unroot 
things mm-hmm. that may have been buried <laughs> for years and needing to go back and really deal with, yes. um, you know, life issues, mm-hmm. things that may have happened to us in our childhood or, um, you know, things that may have happened to us in our adulthood that we just pay, I just need to get over it. Yep. And you just kind of bury it away, but you're still manifesting, um, the kind of impact of those things yes. and needing to find a way either through a professional or just being open with friends, depending on what it is, um, but going deep. And those, those things are sometimes painful to go through, but and you know, for me, mm-hmm. and I'm actually going through this now, it's, it's the way to begin to get to a place where you can be in a healthy space to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. sometimes Mental those health. things are, yes, are prerequisites. Um, but, you know, other than that, I don't know if I have anything else that's, um, you know, really surprising or <laughs> to share in terms of um, how I take care of myself outside of um, just, the, you know, trying to practice a routine and continue to look for um, areas to improve in. And, you know, I'll note that the She First Project, um, we have six pillars that we think of as areas for self-care. Okay. And they are um, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, social, and financial. Mm-hmm. And um, I make it a goal each year to focus on one of those areas. And so last year I was focusing on physical and just kind of making sure that I was, you know, eating the things that are good for fueling my body and I was mm-hmm. being active and um, even thinking about it, it, Sometimes people think this is vain, but even thinking about your image and, right. you know, mm-hmm. taking time to, you know, want to feel your best in your clothing or right. your hair or what have you. Um, and this year I'm focusing more so on mental and, um, you know, digging deeper in that area, connecting with professional resources um, to, you know, do a mental health check. And I feel like women should do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a right. stigma around therapy and you know so many other things but um I think that those things are important so I think each year I'm thinking of okay making it a year to focus on one of those areas and not that I neglect the others but Mm -hmm. um being really intentional about improving right Mm -hmm. realistic goals because even I think that's a form of self-care is setting a realistic goal for yourself because Rome isn't built in a day like I'm even for me personally I don't yeah typically do the new year's resolution thing because it's not a resolve we're constantly growing growth Mm -hmm. is is not linear um it's almost even cyclical you Uh, you kind of keep rolling through that 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 onion peeling back layer by layer but Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah i I think that's awesome and i i love the fact that um you in you considered moving a part of your self-care because i think that Mm -hmm. sometimes our surroundings and our environment absolutely work against us becoming like whole and healed. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I think that that um, is important for someone to hear. So I appreciate you mentioning that. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. And I relate to that because I'm in Durham right now. I moved, I also moved down from DC a couple of years ago and coming to Charlotte just feels right. It feels like coming home. Mm -hmm in a way that that is yeah. nourishing and is you know um just like it's exciting and it's like okay when you when you find a space for yourself and you find a community or even build a community around yourself that is nourishing to 
you know, to your self-care, it's a beautiful thing. And it can be really important to get out of a toxic, you know, DC, you know, can sometimes be that toxic kind of atmosphere um, when you really need to. So that's a big decision. It's a big step um, to, to have that fresh start with your family as well. And um, honoring that, you know, in yourself and that, and that drive is a, is a big decision. I really admire that. So thank you for that. Um, well, uh, yeah, I guess like any last words for our listeners, just how they could get involved in the She First Project or anything that any initiatives you have starting, especially here in Charlotte? Yeah, so um, I mentioned that we have the Quarterly Articles Club and um, I'm hosting those here in Charlotte. And actually the next one is going to be on May 5th. Um, here in Charlotte, and the topic is on um, the superwoman syndrome and how to overcome it. Um, okay, so there will great. be a lot of articles around that topic. Yeah, so it's timely that that was referenced um, on the episode today. But um, so that will be the topic, and you can find more information about that event on the She First Project website. So the shefirstproject.org. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also launching a podcast as well um, that will be launching April 4th and it's entitled She Time and um, you can subscribe to that on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or the podcast platform of your choice and um, that will just be um, talking about self-care topics with um, influencers, experts, everyday women and really excited about that. And, um, of course, if you want to follow the project, you can do that on the website, shefirstproject.org, or on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can search She First Project, awesome. and you'll find us. Awesome. Nice. All right. That's, well, that's so exciting. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to come to one of those meetings and discuss some interesting articles. That sounds like fun. Yes. We'll have to, we'll have to make have a you. coffee date. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah no seriously (laughs) i know i keep coming back to it but it's like like we i mean our audience is is kind of more so catered toward like millennials and Mm -hmm. you know women especially Mm -hmm. women of color uh in like in 20s to early 30s and like having just turned 30 i guess i'm kind of like in it right now feeling (laughs) like all right like i'm yeah i'm moving to charlotte with my husband for his career like I'm, you know, working on my career as a marketer and I'm trying to like plan on having children with him in a couple of years. And it's just that I think that we need this type of community support and this yep. type of modeling and, and, and this structure, like you were saying with the pillars to be able to be very intentional about, you know, maintaining, um, replenishing your energy as you give and give and give um, to be in, to be a person who is in service to others and to your family. Yeah. So. I think this work is very important. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. And on a large scale, yeah, it helps well, us. Yeah, well, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> if you could just repeat that. I'm so sorry. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll just repeat that, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, no, I was going to say, um, to touch on the millennial point, because I, I feel like, especially when uh, women are in their you know early 20s and 30s, Pre-kids, pre-marriage, 
um, sometimes self-care isn't uh, doesn't seem as important because a lot of times we have more time mm-hmm. on our hands and it comes about maybe a little more naturally. But I would definitely recommend that that is the stage and the time in life to start intentionally practicing self-care mm. because if you make it a habit then, then it's a routine that you're used to and that you're already engaged in when you get to other stages in life where it may be more difficult right. um, mm-hmm. to do it. And so I definitely encourage all of um, your listeners to you know, take a, do a self-care assessment and really sit down and, you know, ask yourself questions. Um, you can usually even find some online if you need questions to help prompt the thinking mm-hmm. um, to see, well, how am I actually doing with practicing self-care and how can I be more intentional about it now, even if I, you know, if I have enough free time to myself to ensure that I, I can protect that time and maintain it. Um, if I get into a busy season or into other stages of life. Mm. Excellent. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you so much um, for coming on. Um, I'm so excited um, that you and your family are here in Charlotte and that um, you're able to network with us and be a part of the building the Charlotte that we want to see initiative that we have here at Thick Roots. And we're so excited to see um, what you guys are going to contribute as a family and just really happy to have you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. And I want to thank you ladies for doing this podcast. Um, you know, I've listened to a number of the episodes and I really appreciate your vulnerability and the topics that you are raising with your listeners. And it's, I think it's really important work, particularly um, the topics that you've discussed around mental health and I I just think those are things that we can't talk about enough Mm -hmm. because it allows um, more and more women to the more that they hear about it the more that it allows the kind of guarded place that we can be in with respect to those topics to kind of come down so I just thank you for for doing this well we appreciate that much appreciated it's yes. great to hear. <laughs> That's why we do the work. So yes. thank you. We're all about normalizing the Black femme experience in all aspects of it. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that just um, building on the collective experiences that we have and also even being able to acknowledge the differences that we have are so important um, and that our mental health is always the priority. Our self-care is also the priority and Mm -hmm. understanding that we're manifestations of divinity and that we are the life source and that if we um, know that and we feel that we believe that, then we can project that out into the world and we can actually be the change because change yes. starts with us we literally create it so shine that light starts within yeah. yes mm-hmm. awesome that's that's great thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it mm-hmm. thank you i hope that you enjoyed listening in on the interview thanks again to the ladies at thick roots for having me on their show and for a fun conversation you can check out the thick roots podcast that is thick without the k on the platform of your choice, and on their social media profiles. When searching for the podcast, use the spelling Thick Roots, one word, T-H-I-C-R-O-O-T-S. Links to their podcast and social media channels are in the show notes for today's episode.
Next week, we'll resume season one of She Time as we finish out our Women and series with our final two episodes. Yes, there's just two more weeks in season one of She Time. You won't want to miss it. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on the platform of your choice to be sure you don't miss an episode. Also, the She First Project will kick off our summer virtual book club read of The Art of Money by Barry Tesler. If you're interested in joining us during our summer podcast break, head over to shefirstproject.org backslash 2018 book club. There's also a link to the book club details in the show notes for today's episode. Well, I'm looking forward to you joining me back here next week for another episode of She Time. Until then, take care. <laughs>